And I sat down with ESPN today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off and I took my glasses off, and I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught me. <laughs> Old Jay Norvell getting in on the uh, primetime action. Uh, no, is that exactly get... it? Is that exactly the, the thought behind saying that? Getting in on the, the prime drama and the news cycle? Dude, you you know, like when you're playing Colorado this year, you know you're under a microscope, both uh, in-state, obviously, and in those areas. And, I mean, I'm sure that, I don't know how heated that rivalry is, but I'm sure there's something there. Um, you know, just on a typical year, saying something like that would, would rile people up. But the microscope that Colorado's under, and you got game day's going to be there, big noon's going to be there. I, it's college football enamored right now. You know he's he knew he was going to get a reaction out of that or is looking to get a reaction out of that. Smart. Yeah, You have to. Either yeah. that or you're totally oblivious to to what's happening in Boulder. I don't think that's the case. I uh, definitely think there's something to Jay Norvell knows all the hype and all the attention that Colorado and Dion gets. And, well, we're talking about Jay Norvell right now, right? Top of the 4 o'clock hour on a Thursday heading go. into the season, as is everyone else. So smart by, smart by him. Uh, maybe uh, to use a word that was texted in earlier, Maybe that dipwad out there in L.A. will come out with another podcast saying, well, you know, Colorado didn't offer me the job when I was looking to leave Oklahoma. Maybe he'll, he'll say something <laughs> negative towards Colorado to get himself in the news cycle when they play. Uh, well, when that he'll week say comes. that they, they did offer it to him, and yeah. he, didn't, he didn't answer the phone on that call. Then they robbed my know, house went, after, after I didn't went, take their job. His time. Colorado fans robbed my house from, from all corners. So Now, I don't know anything about Colorado State. But I would say, typically, if you're going to go in saying something and knowing you're going to get a reaction, you have to feel somewhat decent about your chances winning the game, right? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how often they haven't been good recently. Right? They got housed by Washington State at home in Week One. Well, Washington State's a good football team, but yeah, I don't know. I. I expect Colorado to have some some hiccup games this year, and I'm not saying it's going to be Colorado State, but um, I'm expecting them to come down to earth. Maybe they don't. You know, maybe they don't. I have no idea. TCU hasn't looked very good this year. Um, we know Nebraska's recent history. So while Colorado, like we're comparing them really to what they look they've looked like recently in in the past years and right now they've got something going i still really don't know how good they are right if when they go if if they go out to Oregon and win here in a couple of weeks then that's when i'll say okay these guys like might legitimately win the Pac-12 this year like well that, that, yeah, that's that's the game, game for me they go win that game like i'm still kind of like okay not sure the two teams they just beat how good they are, and I saw them really struggle. And the first half offensively against Nebraska, that that Oregon game is the game that I'm looking at. If they're very competitive, they go up there and win. Then we really got something. I just I, I don't think that they're going to go up there and win that game, man. I I, really I don't, don't even I don't even I wouldn't even say they have to win it. In my opinion, yeah, just go up there and play close, if, be competitive. Sure. If they go show that they belong on the field and they perform well, 
give Oregon a, a – because you know what it's going to be like. It's no longer uh, the, the rum drum of the Pac-12 coming to town. Like, they're going to get everyone's best shot. Everyone. No matter what Colorado's record is coming in with the amount of attention that's going to be given to them and amount of people across the country that are pulling for them, they're going to get everybody's best shot. And if they're able to go into Eugene and play a team like Oregon, like super competitive, hey, to me, that tells me all I need to know. True. Uh, so that the attention on that game got kicked up a notch. It's 9 p.m. Yeah. start on ESPN, Colorado and Colorado State. What's the most intriguing slash best game this week? No top 25 matchups. Tennessee at Florida, 6 p.m. on ESPN. It's at least a rivalry yeah. game. That's pretty good. Um, I'm interested in, uh, for me, Kansas State, Missouri. Yeah, that's, that's is pretty interesting. Yes. Did you hear what uh, Drink Vitz has done now? What he said at his press conference this week? Acted like he didn't know Colin Klein's name. Yeah. Yeah. Weird, what, huh? What is that? I guess it's... Did he really not know who he is? I... No. Like, there's no, no. way no, that's no, no, true. No, 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 The guy was a Heisman Trophy finalist, like, a decade ago. I'm guessing it's a weird attempt at a troll job by him to act like he doesn't know who Colin Klein is, who their OC is. That's the only... I mean, that's, that's what I think is going on there, and it's... No one thought it was funny or clever. It's just like, really? You... You're that big of an idiot. It's, you don't know who the OC is, and you're the head coach. It's 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 probably more like him making a joke, like who's ever heard of this guy? Knowing, like, basically saying that he was uh, he was a BA in college, right? I mean, that's I don't know if maybe the got joke that. he was. I don't know, but if that's what he was joke. attempting. <laughs> that, I don't know. Maybe, but no one got it. That I mean, no one took it that way. It doesn't sound like I know. It's like, oh, really? Drink wits again? Being a D-back? last thing you want to do. That's the last thing you want to do. Uh, with a team like Kansas State, which, you know, that line is still really weird to me. And I know Kansas State's had some some injuries across their offensive line and they're having to patchwork stuff already, but um, it's still a still a weird line, man. Very weird really line. Weird. 405 says Mississippi State and LSU. Mississippi State picked, uh, beat yeah. Arizona in, what, double overtime last week? This is not a Banner Mississippi State team, but... It's maybe an LSU team that's not nearly as good as we thought going into the year. That's I'll take LSU, but that could be a close game in, in Starkville. Well, uh, we we did the pregame show today. We filmed it today, and I picked Mississippi State to win that football game. Ooh, okay. That, uh, yeah. there, there's already headlines this week about the SEC really struggling out of the gate, not off to a great start. Well, that, yeah. that storyline will continue into week three. If LSU, I know it's a conference game, but if LSU loses to Mississippi State, I think that that'll that trend will continue. Yeah, it has been bad, hasn't it? A and M loses to Miami, Florida State beats LSU, Texas beats Alabama. Like all of all of your big so far, most of your big um, like non conference headline games so far have been bad looks for for the Southeastern Conference. Uh, by the way, text line is sending us, Dion has responded to Colorado State, quote, they messed around and made it personal, end quote. <laughs> you, you, know, you know what this is starting to feel like? This is starting to feel, and, and I'm not one that 
has ever been big on watching boxing. UFC a little bit, ma'am. But you can tell in those, you know, pre-fight weigh-ins how they create drama from time to time to kind of stir up interest and maybe, you know, try to drive up subscriptions. Every single Colorado game, like on the Thursday of game week, is starting to feel like that. Whoa, hey, hey, the opposing (laughs) coach said this. Whoa, Dion just said it's personal, right? It's what it's starting to feel like. And the, the whole country is a group of high school kids crowded around going, ooh, yes. yeah. ooh, <laughs> you going to let him say that to you? Oh, which that's rich of you because we've talked about this before. You were that guy in high school. You're just going to take that? You're just going to take that? Yeah, the master of getting so. two individuals to fight each other. Beautiful. Yeah, maybe so. Um, back to OU, fill in the blank. Everyone else can as well on the text line, 405-651-3439. This is for this week and here in the immediate future. I want to see more of blank. Who do you want to see more of That's we've seen so far throughout the first two games, but maybe not playing every single snap? You want to see more of this player, probably a young guy. You probably want to see more of this guy here moving forward. You're really impressed with him. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, uh, do I have to just say one person? Because I can give you a several. Um, for me, uh, Gibson and Anderson on offense. That's a g- very good place to start after what they did in week one. I had Kip yeah. Lewis down, so you go offense, I go defense. Yeah. Which, Lewis. I mean, we're, we're seeing a good amount of Kip Lewis. It's not like he's only getting four or five snaps. I just I want to see more of the guy. He's really, really – He's he's not their best linebacker, but he's one of the more – tell me how you feel about this. I, I think he's one of the more fun players to watch that they have on defense. Yeah. Just because of how he, much he flies around. He's got a – it always seems like he's in the mix. I just like watching him play. Yeah. Uh, he, he can fly. He's always around the football. Factor grade is always really high. He's a factor on almost every play that he's in. He doesn't always make the play – which he does often, but he's he's always around the ball, impacting the play in some way. Yeah, I hey, I'll tell you, if every time he goes in, he keeps producing the way he does, they're going to give him more snaps, right? And if he keeps playing like that, it would not shock me if at some point. They move Stutzman to Mike and Kip Lewis as your will, and that's what your starting two backers look like. Now, I still think that they're going to continue to to give Canick time and and roll with him. But I mean, it's it's blatantly obvious that Kip Lewis deserves more snaps, right? I mean, y- yes. Say what you want, and I know it's not perfect, right? He's he's made some mistakes out there, and you know, but. No more than anyone else, and the production is there to back it up. So I, that's so something to really watch. High effort yeah. guy, um, special teams and defense. Let me uh, roll through. God, we got so many of these right now. Let's roll through as many as we can. Cole and KC, I want to see more of Kobe McKenzie. LaDonna yeah. from Lubbock wants to see more of Stogner. That is a hmm. – Austin Stogner is a very interesting case right now. Yeah. He's he's their best tight end, right? Or is Blake yeah. Smith like he still is their best tight end? Yeah. Okay. 
Just making sure. Now, he and Blake Smith do different things. Um, Blake Smith is a little better off the ball in the blocking game. I think Stogner's a little better on the ball. And, you know, since he's playing off the ball, it gives them uh, it gives them more opportunities to get him involved in the passing game whenever they are in that, that two tight end set. Because you got Stogner on the ball, Blake Smith is off, and he's moving around. He's running the flat routes and, and stuff like that out of the backfield. So, um, yeah, I I still I still believe Stogner is going to be involved at some point in the passing game. We'll just kind of see how it develops, which, you know, the majority of what Braden Willis was involved with last year was stuff where he was playing the, the, smot, the spot that Blake Smith is playing right now where he's moving around in the backfield, H-back type of stuff. But they also did split him out. We haven't seen nearly as much of that from the Sooners so far. I want to see more of Blank. Some are using this as an excuse to um, reference part of the female anatomy. Talking to you, Jesse G, really. Jaden Gibson is on here. PJ Adabare's on here. Yeah. CD from Hockley says Farouk. Here's a Farouk okay. with Stogner. Here's Kobe McKenzie as a headhunter. Would love to see him get more snaps. Camo Sooner says more PJ, please. 806 Gibson, Anderson, and Sawchuck. Mm. Jeff in Bixby says Petaway. Gunny says oh. Freeman, Sawchuck, Lewis, Woo. and Seatbelts. 918 says literally any other tight end but Stogner. Here's PJ, Mojo Eraser, Blake gets open. A lot of PJ had a bar. I think PJ had a bar. He's probably our leading vote getter at this point. Well, I'll tell you what's interesting about that list you just ran through and what I'm excited about. It's all freshman and sophomore guys. It's all young players, right? Yep. Uh, sophomores or redshirt freshmen. I'm, gosh, I don't know who kept their redshirt from a year ago, but um, it's, it's a lot of young guys. That's a good sign. You know, we're not we're not sitting here clamoring for, you know, the young guys are messing up. Put the experienced guy back in. We we want the young athletes, and there's a bunch of them out there, and they're getting some time. Uh, week two offensively was a little weird for some of the younger guys, but I don't know. I I expect them to to get way more snaps this week. Kind of heard that from Lebby that he's gonna. He wants to try to try and find a way to get those guys involved a little bit more, but man, we just have to wait and see. To, to build on that, that those, to build on that yeah. about the freshman and sophomore, and I had this down in the rundown sheet today. Good time to get to it. Is the five stars that OU has gotten previously? We've heard the complaints before, right? Well, the five stars that we've gotten haven't exactly panned out to be elite players, and I know it's very early for three particular players, but. I think we all like where Peyton Bowen is at right now, what Jackson Arnold looks to be, and what P.J. Autobare could be as well. You know, like Some have been upset with how the five stars have panned out in their career, but the three five stars that you have from last year's class, man, they have really looked apart through two games and really feels like all three of those guys are going to be stars here at some point. Probably not going to take them that long either. Can you tell me anyone from last year's? class that we haven't heard really good things about like pretty much everyone has so far at least met or exceeded expectations haven't they and it's early i mean like guys are can still go one way or the other but 
a lot of Let me really, read some really names. positive vibes. Let me from read that some class. names here, okay? PJ Adabare, check. Arnold, check. Petaway, check. Bowen, check. Caden uh, Green's played. Samuel yeah. Masigo, there's been talk about him. Jacoby Johnson, there's been not a whole lot of game action, but a lot of talk about him. Good positive stuff. Vickers and Lewis Carter. I mean, we've talked yep. about Lewis Carter. Josiah Wagner, once he's healthy, he's going to be a factor. Uh, LeBlanc is out of the program, so I guess if you're looking for someone, there's there's one that we haven't talked enough about or any about. Well, and that's the one guy that I would have told you and did, I think I said it to people back in the spring, like that's the one guy that that I would have said is, yeah. is not necessarily, you know, anyways, whatever. Hicks, Hicks I think and Smothers, um, both of those guys, Phil Pachotti, there's a lot of promise there. Yeah. This, like, if you go back and look at a lot of OU recruiting classes ranked high, and I think what was the uh, tw- the, the Spencer Rattler class is the best example of a lot of misses and a lot of guys that didn't even finish their career here. This, and I think the 2022 class has that chance as well. But that 23 class really has the chance where you look back at it in five years and you say, ooh, that was a hit, that was a hit, that was a hit, ooh, great under-the-radar find by the staff here, hit, hit, hit. Like the development rate, like this class got yeah. a real good chance to pan out at a very I high agree. level. I agree. I definitely agree. And some guys not just pan out, but like superstar type players. Um, that's the hope. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two rolls on here at Riverwind Casino. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. I think the biggest thing is our our guys got to continue to strain to win one-on-ones. You know, we we were just hot and cold. Um, I, I think I said it after the game, we were a little too conservative at times. You know, probably should have thrown it around a little bit more. Um, to give our guys a little bit of air and, and give us a chance to make some plays on the perimeter. But we do. We just got to continue to win one-on-ones, get guys in rhythm, uh, really bring along two and, and 27 this week uh, while continuing to, to let Tawi get production and having Marcus as a, as a big part of it. So I do love the fact that we've got a stable. You know, we got four guys that we trust that we can count on, uh, but we do want to make more explosive plays in the run game for sure. Jeff Levy wants to get two and twenty-seven involved. Well, is he going to get two and twenty-seven involved on Saturday? Are we going to see more Javante Barnes and Gavin Sawchuck Saturday in Tulsa? Well, I think if by more you mean at all, and the <laughs> answer has I mean. to be it has to be yes, doesn't it? Especially I mean, for Sawchuck, anything is better than what we've seen. Yeah. Which, you know, hey, I got no problem with, with Sawchuck coming along slowly. You know, whenever you miss a lot of time and you've got some soft tissue stuff going on, you can very easily re-injure that going in and in game time being really your first live action in a long time. So I got no problem with him bringing him along slowly. And, you know, with Barnes, I, I feel like it was one of those things where Tawi was just kind of the hot back. And 
you know, they rolled with him, and he had a good game. He was doing some really good stuff, was running through some tackles. And I, it, I, I kind of expect that to be the way it goes at running back, at least in the early part of the season, until someone truly separates themselves. Sugar right? Shade and New- yeah, Sugar Shade of Newcastle says, Saw Chuck has to be chomping at the bit. And I feel like we're going to see... I feel like we're going to see a guy that's been chomping at the bit, you know, to yeah. get like kind of his first major carries all the way in week three. Yeah. Yep. I, um, I think so. I mean, this should be a game where you can play Javante Barnes and, and Sawchuck and even, you know, Smothers and Hicks as much as you want to. I think that you know, I, at least – I hope we're able to to get to be good enough offensively to separate ourselves and and really start to develop not just like backups like these like guys that you want to see contribute in a big time way not spell the starters not you know just come in and and and, and give you give you good solid reps in the second half when you got a lead i'm talking guys that can contribute whenever you're in a tough game and you need you need someone to make plays like we've, we've got to develop those guys it has to happen it just it has to because i'm telling you right now number one talking about receiver i'm watching cincinnati right now as we speak and cincinnati if you if you could design a defense that is our kryptonite for what we do offensively. It's Cincinnati. Are you watching? The, have, are you watching the Bearcats or the Bengals? Which Cincinnati are you watching? Well, if 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 the it looks like the Bengals, but they're wearing Cincinnati's uniform. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing, man. They are hell on wheels with their defensive line and edge. Really good. It, both inside backers, but specifically one of them, number six, can absolutely fly and makes plays everywhere. And they run a bunch of cover one in the secondary. And cover one is what killed us a year ago because they come up, they press you at the line of scrimmage. It's straight man-to-man with a single high safety, and receivers have to beat one-on-one coverage. And their corners... And cover guys are really good. They've had a Thorpe guy through there recently. Like they've got some really good talent there. And if we can't beat one on one, it is going to be a brutal day for us offensively. I'm just telling you right now. Blue Whale Sooner says Ted's got me freaking out about the Cincinnati now. Uh, if Bird, be. if Bird is still fighting for his job and the line is makeshift, might be a long ass day. Maybe Saturday we'll iron some things out. Blue Whale Center, you should see my text from Teddy during the break. I've got like three video clips from the Cincinnati Pitt game last week that he sent me. I uh, is, is Pitt's quarterback still alive? Can we confer- can we confirm that? Is he okay? I don't. I don't know. I don't know I've how. Seen a few plays here. He got just destroyed by three different D linemen. So far, like most of the stuff, most of the success that Pitt has had has been on. Plays that were so destroyed by Cincy's defense that, like, they overcommitted and they had too many guys in the backfield, or, or you know, stuff like that. They are they are just absolutely destroying Pitt. 
404. Uh, across the, the offensive line. You sold me, Ted. First loss of the year will be in the Queen City. That's from the state of Georgia. Peyton says, if we lose to Cincy, it's not going to get going to be a good season. I'll just say it now. Well, um, defensively, from what I've seen from Cincinnati, I, I don't know what the statistics are going to say at the end of the year, but there's there's probably not going to be a better defense than Cincinnati that we that you face for the Big Twelve. Better than Texas. They are, they are just as big, just as athletic. Um, run as well on the second level. Yeah, I would say yes right now. Guess we shouldn't be too shocked that Fickle left some uh, tough, gritty dudes behind there on the defense. Yeah, shouldn't be all that surprising. Nope, I don't. I agree. Know how high I was on the Scott Satterfield hire, but sounds like he's got some. Uh, Pretty good defensive lineman, a good front seven uh, for him in, in year one. I'll tell you something yep. I like that I just saw. The first game of the year for OU was brutally hot. Second game, a little bit better. High of 82 degrees on Saturday Ooh. in Tulsa. Boy, that'll be nice. That's going to be beautiful. A little bit of cloud cover perhaps, partly cloudy maybe. Yeah, it's going to be beautiful out there. Football weather. For a 2.30 kick, as hot as it's been over the last month, you got to be loving what the weather looks like right now. It's uh, got a chance to be the best weather game of the entire year. Uh, what won't be the best weather game of the entire year is when we all leave with uh, sunburns on our faces uh, after the OU-Texas game, like we do every year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, we better take advantage of it and – Get our act together. Offense needs to needs to get rolling. We need to iron out what's going on with the offensive line, and we need to find out who our superstars are in the backfield at the wide receiver position, like who we can trust and who we can go to to create some some big plays. You got a lot of people worked up right now. I don't know if this is a major uh, network or news company news network that's selling fear, but if that's what you're doing, you have succeeded. Some are even mentioning uh, shrinkage, such as Mark in Newcastle. <laughs> feel like they just got out of the swimming hey, pool. You can watch it for yourself, and you can evaluate it and tell me what what you people think. I, hey, um, it's just a, it's just, it's what I see popping off the screen at me right now, and you know, I I think that we have been, I think we've been really solid. I mean, first game was great. Second game defensively was was really good. Offensively was good for, you know, big chunks. But, you know, we lacked some stuff here and there. Offensive line lacked push, lacked, uh, you know, velocity in the running game. Gave up a sack. You know, it's – we can make a lot of improvement, and I expect us to continue to improve. I expect us to be better this week than we were last week, and, and that's going to continue to be the case. I'm just I'm just pointing out that, that that Cincinnati game is a totally different affair than I imagined it was going to be. 918, so you're saying there's a reason why we're being vanilla on offense, and that reason is the Cincinnati Bearcat defense? Two shocked face emojis? I hope. I hope that's the case. 
I hope that is the case. E-Freaky from Illinois, if we lose to Cincy, we are not SEC ready. Well, based on what the uh, SEC has done so far, you could still be SEC ready and lose to that sense. I, I, I do get the point, though, E-Freaky. You, you're right, but it was just a joke about how poorly the SEC has fared thus far. Right. I I don't know that I necessarily agree. I, um, the, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just telling you, this defense is – they're legit. Le- legit. Sorks Vodka says, oh, I watched him. I like our scoring, or I like our defense allowing only seven points. Wide receivers break out, 42-7. Blank and Boomer. 42-7, Sorks Vodka. He thinks they covered the nine and a half quite easily. 42-7 against Cincinnati? That's what he's saying. Well, I... The seven number... Doable, the forty-two number. I'm going to have to really see something against Tulsa before I get anywhere near uh, that number. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll hit some things that caught my eye next. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. You're a member of the Ref Army, and for over 28 years, Affordable Door Companies are one-stop shop for residential and commercial garage door service and replacement. Call them and tell them you want the ultimate maintenance for your garage door. You don't want to be stuck in your garage at game time, so give them a call at 405-635-9499 or visit them online at affordabledoor.net. You can't afford not to call Affordable Door Company, proud garage door sponsor of the Sooners. It's What Caught Teddy's Eye, brought to you by Iyala Ghazni Law. Have you, hire, have you heard hiring a lawyer makes your insurance claim take even longer? Not at Iyala Ghazni Law. They work to keep your claim moving forward and fight delay at every turn. That's Iyala Ghazni Law, 405-800-8080. 405-800-8080, let's get to it. Store number one is. Well, the first thing, and I don't know, you guys may have talked about it yesterday. What did you take from Aaron Rodgers' message out there about um, do you think he's coming back? Yes. I just... You do? Hall of Fame career like that. Robert Sala thinks he's coming back. I just don't think he... I don't think he leaves it that way, man. I, I think he comes back for at least one more year. Yeah. It kind of feels that way, but and who knows? He's but there will be drama with right it now. all off season, and there will be a long decision. It will be in the news cycle again. It will go on the darkness retreat yeah. and all that. But, I mean, that, that roster's not bad. The offensive line's not great. And we'll see what they look like next year. I don't know what contract situation they have, but Jets are probably going to be good again next year. I just think he comes back for, for one more year, at least. Yeah. Yeah. I, it feels that way. I'm just, I don't know. I think he's maybe in that post-injury. Uh, you've gone through, like, the... The like the up, how upset you are and how frustrated you are, and I'm sure there's a bunch of like really bad emotions about that. And then comes the I'm coming back better than I've ever been moment, you know. I think there's like a little high in that regard, so I don't know. I'm still, I'm not, I'm not totally sold on it that he's going to come back, but I kind of hope he does. Um, what do you make of all the I, I think the comments I've heard from Nick Saban. 
the last couple of days have been the most Nick Saban type of uh, responses that I've heard from him in a really long time. Like he had a really weird off season and start to the season with how he was talking to the media. But I think the things that he's been saying here recently, um, well, you know, kind of just scoffing at the retirement talk, all of that, and like, what he has said to his team and, and kind of the response. And, like, of course, we're going to be criticized. Why wouldn't we be? Yep. I, I sounds like Nick Saban again, actually. Which is exactly what they need, right? In this uh, time of desperation as they see it there. They need Nick Saban to be the old Nick Saban again. Um, they need better quarterback yeah. play is what they need more than anything. Yeah, no kidding. Now, um, the other thing, this is more of a question for you than it is like something that, I mean, it caught my eye, but I don't have much on it. I was going to see which, what's going on with Stetson Bennett? In, L, in, in LA, I don't know, what what's the situation with him in L.A. right now? He's not playing, right? Well, He's not playing, and he was put on the, the on reserve. a list, yeah. almost su- yeah, almost suggesting that. And the way that McVeigh worded everything was really weird. Like he's like out of respect for the situation and and what happened. I'm just going to leave it at he's been removed from the you know whatever active roster. It does sound that. like that there's maybe been an off the field incident that isn't public, but something is is going on with him. And he had the arrest in the off season that we're all aware of, but maybe it's a, but he made it's an injury and yeah. I almost like I couldn't tell if like it, he was alluding to like an in, like a sickness or like something that they're just not going to disclose publicly or if he did something stupid, got hurt while doing it and like, out of respect of like how dumb the situation is, they're not going to talk about. It. I don't. I just. I hope I it's not the latter, it. but I almost read into that being the case with with Stetson Bennett. Yeah, something something like nope. that. And unfortunately, you 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 think that way based on what happened this off season. I know it's just one action, yeah. but I don't know it's kind of been a little bit of a loose cannon. Uh, okay, that's all I got. How about a OJ nine eleven joke from earlier this week? Yeah, that. That happens. Um, OJ was talking about the New York Jets, and then he said this. Yeah. Uh, As you can imagine, OJ is getting criticized. Yeah. Well, I mean, but here's the thing. I... If you can show yourself or show your face and, like, do what he's doing now after, like, what he did previously, then what's a bad joke, you know? <laughs> right? That's why I don't think he's like, uh, he's too afraid to get canceled or yeah, say I don't something think he like cares. that. Whatever. Like, yeah. You're going you're gonna to cancel him now over a tasteless joke? How about the double murder? The OU Board of Regents met in Duncan. And Woody Glass has been elevated to football operations manager. So congratulations nice. to Woody Glass. Yeah. Uh, Skip Johnson. He needs a raise chasing Coach Venables around all day. 310K. Good for him. Skip Johnson's contract was extended to 2027. And raises yes. were out for both JT Gasso and Jin Rocha of the OU softball program. So all, all good news there. 
especially happy for Woody. Was Glass. it true that? Was it true that in the fine print of Skip Johnson's contract, it said he can conduct off-season from a, uh, a deer blind? Oh, I think he's been doing that anyway. Is it? Oh. He was just now <laughs> okay. trying to yeah, – no, I, I feel like that's been going on for uh, for a few weeks now, or a few years now. That's funny. Uh, your old buddy Marshawn Lynch, you two were buds out there yeah. in Buffalo, he revealed that he drank around 15 cases of Hennessy – after the team's Super Bowl loss to the Patriots. Quote, so they had this little resort for us. I'm talking about we blew that M-blanker down. I'm talking about the whole <laughs> resort, bruh. They probably gave me, I think it was 76 cases of Hennessy, and it was probably, I think it was like 12 bottles each case. How many cases I went through, I mean, realistically, I probably had like 15 cases. He also reportedly laughed at Pete Carroll, after the Russell Wilson interception, Pretty yeah, brand well, for that guy, he was probably high during the game, and all you can do is laugh that they were uh, throwing it in that moment, and not handing it to uh, to Marshawn. Now, um, I mean, he's got to be referring to like not just him, like his group and all the people that were there. That he, I don't know if he brought the the Hennessy there himself or ordered it, but he's not talking about himself specifically he says drinking it reveals that, much, that he? he drank around 15 cases of Hennessy after the team's Super Bowl loss wow. to the Patriots. Now, I'm never going to doubt Marshawn Lynch on his ability to party, but 15 cases of Hennessy and you're no longer with us anymore. I don't, that's not humanly possible. Uh, yeah, I, 15, like, swallows of Hennessy and I'm not with us anymore. <laughs> that is the most brutal tasting yeah. liquor there is. Yeah. I think it is just atrocious. I don't know how people do it. Uh, okay, one more. Now here's some candidates to replace Mel Tucker at Michigan State uh, per Andy Staples of On3. Just a little short list here. I don't know if he has any sources on this or not. Tell me if any of these interest you. Michigan offensive right. coordinator Sharon Moore. Ohio State offensive uh, coordinator yeah. Brian Hartline. Uh, yes. Wake Forest head coach Dave Clawson. Interesting. Tulane. Now, hang on. Yeah. Go back to the very first one. Did You said Sharon Moore? Y- yes, yes. Michigan OC. Y- y- how, like, is that really a possibility that the Michigan offensive coordinator would take the head job at Michigan State? I, just, like, I don't that... think so, man. I really don't. Right. Yeah. That's kind of how what I was thinking. Tulane head coach Willie Fritz, Liberty head coach Jamie yeah. Chadwell, and a guy that we saw last year in Norman, Colorado OC, former Kent State head coach Sean Lewis. Yeah. Uh, Dion. I mean, Is Michigan State. That, potentially, I don't think that's a big enough jump because that's a jump up from Colorado. But I don't know. I. He's going to get big offers, man. I'm just telling you right now. Of course he is. And maybe he stays at Colorado and he likes it there and has no uh, interest in leaving. But I, the next big job that comes open, I think he's going to get a call. Like Texas A&M and I, everyone's sitting around trying to decide what to do with uh, Jimbo Fisher after losing to Miami. They're probably looking at Dion saying, I think that could work here. Who knows? All right, quick timeout. 
More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two next. Join the movement. The Ref Army is growing. Don't miss a second of the Sooner coverage you want with the KREF app, the number one source for Sooner fans. Jeff Lister here with Knippelmeyer Chevrolet. Have you been looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? We are constantly receiving new inventory and have a wide selection of Silverados and SUVs. At Knippelmeyer... Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers are bringing you the sour of the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Ooh, a players-only meeting alert. Someone in the Big 12 is having a players-only meeting, and it is the University of Texas after their big win against Uh Alabama. Steve Sarkeesian revealed yesterday that Quinn Ewers texted him that he wanted to have a players-only meeting on Tuesday before practice to make sure the team was focused Heading into the week against Wyoming. So, wow. Texas is obviously going to win by 60 this week after the players-only meeting. My first question is, why, if it's a players-only meeting, why does he need to talk to the coach about it? That's a very good point. Just tell the whole team Just to show, to show up show early. Just Look at me, Coach. Uh, I want a players-only meeting. I want, just want to make sure that you note this, that I'm uh, being a leader. Is that what that is? I don't know. Kind of seems that way, doesn't it? Well, I mean, if I you're the know. quarterback, just you just wanted Alabama. I, yeah, I know. But you just want a game at Alabama. You have everyone's attention. Like, you're the dude on the team. And I mean, I guess it's not a – Bad thing to uh, uh, let your coach know, but again, it's a players only meeting. Like, he'll find out sooner or later, like yeah, one way I or the think, other. I think that's a that's a normal thing. I'm just uh, trying to give him a hard time. But look at Quinn Ewers got a little confidence going all of a sudden, right? The little the meek, timid kid that's you know hadn't done a whole heck of a lot in that regard leading up to that game. All of a sudden, coming out of his shell. Look out. I mean, I think that's one of the things that's kind of been missing with him. So if uh, if that's the new Quinn Ewers, maybe they got something, Tyler. And but maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. 580. Coach Probably Pr- not. Coach Prime will be coaching the Dallas Cowboys for his next job. Jerry will do it before he gets dementia. No way. Uh, Dan I don't think Sanders. he wants to. I don't think he Thinking about it in the shower. Thinking about Neon uh, in the shower. I, I have been. I could be wrong about this, but for whatever reason, I don't think Dion has any interest in coaching in the NFL. Just a just an opinion from me. Uh, you know, maybe maybe you get a chance to coach the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe that's a, a changes his mind on that, but I think he's staying in college. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We got the final hour next. Stay You're with listening us. to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KREF app. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Belmar Golf Club offers a whole new world of recreation and excitement. Our Junior Olympic Size Swimming Pool offers a family-friendly atmosphere with poolside food and beverages perfect for all types of summer pool parties. In addition to the best golf course in Oklahoma,